On episode 295 of the Tennis Files podcast, you'll learn about USTA double strategies and the role of confidence. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Welcome to the Tennis Files podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Really happy to have you back listening to the show. And I finally played the first and second USA League matches of this year. I was on travel for a bunch of the first quarter, uh, so didn't really get to play much, but uh, just, or at least matches anyway, but I did have a match last Thursday and then on Sunday. And to recap, because, you know, it's always fun for me to talk about my matches on the show and then reflect upon, you know, what I did well and what I didn't do well. Uh, my first one was a mixed 9 match. So I played with a 4-0 lady. Uh, shout out to Carol. Um, she did great. And we played against two very solid four fives. I've actually played against both of them a few times. And uh, we had a really good one. Uh, my partner and I ended up winning five, seven, six, four, and one, zero. So the third set is a tie break, in case you didn't know. It's actually a super tie break. Uh, play up to 10 with the uh, Komen tie break format where you switch after one point and then every four points. But yeah, it was really good. We had a very close first set where it just took, you know, that break at five all, unfortunately. But, you know, funny enough, when we lost that first set, I told Carol, no worries, we're going to take it to a third set breaker. I just felt really confident because, you know, I knew when, when I saw our opponents that we would have a tough match, but we actually played quite well and we were really in the thick of things. I think we might have been up a break. And then they broke back and leveled it, and then they ended up breaking again. So, uh, but yeah, I was feeling really good, and my prediction came through. And, you know, I think, you know, part of the title of this episode is Confidence, and I just felt it. You know, I felt really focused and zoned in and confident, and that can make such a difference. And, you know, invariably, um, we're going to lose our focus sometimes, but, you know, you just have to have your own routines and, and ways to get your focus back. So on the few occasions that I did lose focus, I was able to refocus doing things like um, feeling my feet on the ground and playing with my strings and just really thinking about what strategy am I going to employ in the next upcoming point. But yeah, so the second set was really good. I think it was pretty tight in the beginning and then we pulled away. Uh, we just uh, had some really good return games got more returns in, and I was able to impose more on my, my forehand. I just kind of told myself that, you know, I, I have the best um, ground strokes on this court, and I'm going to uh, hit my forehand big. One other thing that we did that actually I have to give credit to Carol is 
I ended up playing the ad side because I had asked Carol, you know, which side she preferred to return on, and she said she preferred the do side. And so, you know, I'm pretty flexible with that sort of thing. So I return on the ad side, but I normally do play the do side. So, you know, I she she actually proposed that we switch sides, and I just confirmed with her that she was, you know, okay with returning on the ad side. And, you know, that's something that you should definitely talk to with your partner about and make sure about because a lot of times people just assume that, oh, you know, the stronger player should play the ad side. But, you know, it it really does depend upon your strengths and so forth. So, uh, yeah, we switched it up and that seemed to work pretty well. And we served uh, solidly. Uh, Carol was hitting some really nice um, first serves in particular. And we were able to close it out 6-4. And then the tiebreak was super close because we won it 11-9. <laughs> Honestly, I think we just played slightly cleaner because I do remember at 7-all, I believe, uh, my partner served to the other female player. Well, I'll name her Eve. <laughs> Shout out to Eve. She played really well. But yeah, she ended up missing that return. And I honestly thought that that was a fairly you know, standard return, but it's not easy, you know, it's seven all, if you, if you even think for a split second about the score and things like that, then you can make an error. I've made tons of errors like that myself, but the, I, you know, that was obviously very helpful for us. And, um, and so, yeah. And then, uh, let's see what else happened. So yeah. And then at, um, you know, we had some, some ups and downs in the next few points and traded blows. And then, uh, managed to get it to ten nine. Actually, at uh, I think at eight all, or you know, one of those points. I in the tie break, I hit like probably the only the fourth backhand of the match because I just was hitting so many forehands. And um, you know, I think a few years ago I would have trouble, you know, with hitting that backhand in the tie break. You know, I might just like kind of like not push it in, but you know, be a bit more conservative. But I was just really dialed in and focused. And I think, you know, that was kind of a mindset, kind of a dual mindset that I had that match for whatever reason. You know, I think part of it actually is because I've been getting in a lot of reps lately, um, played a bunch on Tuesday and I think Sunday or Saturday. And yeah, I was just getting more reps in. So, you know, I need more reps to be more confident in my play. And so I felt dialed in and focused. And then also confident. And, you know, the JTCC Junior Tennis Champions Center, uh, where a bunch of the guests from the podcast are, such as, you know, Vesa Ponka and TC Costello, great coaches over there, you know, their motto is trust your training. And so I just felt like I'd been training well recently, confident in my strokes. And so, you know, when I got that backhand, when we were tied late in the tie break, I just, Swung with full full confidence, you know, actually whacked it pretty good cross court. And I don't think my opponents were expecting, you know, that the velocity of that shot, especially on my backhand. And so um, they produced an error. But yeah, and uh, it was really exciting. Um, at 10-9 when we were up, I think we both ended up getting to the net. And I, if I recall correctly, Carol hit a really good volley that forced Eve to hit a lob off balance, which she did a great job getting it back. But then I was able to uh, essentially put away, I think I did put away the overhead. Yeah. And so, um, that, that was a nice end to the match. So, um, and you know, Leonard played really well too. I mean, one thing, you know, 
Leonard is a, a great uh, doubles player because he he's able to cover a lot of the court. He, he's very aggressive at net and and you know moves a lot. So you know I felt like when I was in the uh, backcourt, I really had to you know just swing freely and play confidently and. And again, you know, like in previous matches, actually even on the forehand, you know, at close, you know, critical moments, like I, in the past, I would kind of just hesitate or kind of lay off the ball. But, you know, now, especially in doubles, uh, you do have to be more aggressive because there's always this threat of that net person. So, yeah, uh, it was a great match, had a lot of fun. You know, obviously when I was at net, I was looking to pick up uh, pick off volleys or you know pick off the ground strokes and and hit a volley and in, in, uh, to the opposing net player i love putting uh, pulling off fakes you know i love poaching at crunch time moments because usually the player is more likely to play it safe cross court things like that and yeah just a really fun match and um yeah really enjoyed that and and then I had a 9-5 combo match on Sunday night. I actually had other plans, but then we postponed those plans to the next night. And yeah, anyway, so it all worked out because we only had five players available. But I was able to partner with a buddy of mine, JB, who we've practiced a lot lately. And uh, we had a great match. We played Byron and Jose, and we won 6-1, 6-3. So this one was really just a great partnership. I, it's funny, you know, with this nine five league, I was out so much, and I captained this uh, this team. But uh, and I, you know, I like to let others play it. So this was my first match of that league, and also the last because that was the last match. Um, but I was glad to get one in at least. And so, you know, the cool thing is that JB has a huge serve, and is super aggressive at net. And then it's a bit like volleyball because I, I return quite well, not to sound like cocky or anything, but, you know, I return pretty well, you know, in comparison to the rest of the players. And uh, I'm very comfortable rallying, especially, you know, playing deuce side, hitting a bunch of forehands. So, you know, I just hit heavy forehands deep and then it allows JB to eventually pick off um, the other player. So that was really great. And then, you know, when JB served big, you know, I was obviously able to um, also get quite a few like easy volleys or like semi overhead type shots. So, um, you know, in this match, it was equally important to be on the front foot, you know, be aggressive with the returns because Byron was actually pretty aggressive, I'd say, you know, poaching on my returns a lot. And I actually probably should have hit more down the line. But luckily, when I did return, you know, the the uh, opposing player had, you know, a decent amount of pace on his serve. And then I just like swung, you know, again, freely. And I was able to put a lot of pace on my returns. So, you know, when Byron did get a racket on my returns, he, he did have a little bit of trouble, you know, keeping it like, in the court, you know, or hitting like a aggressive volley and whatnot. So luckily, you know, his his aggressive play uh, didn't really destroy us or anything, um, even though it was like a good play by him. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. But yeah, so that one was pretty straightforward. Um, Second set was, uh, so first set 6-1, second set was 6-3. Again, we jumped into another like 5-1 lead. But, you know, unfortunately, I actually did get broken when I was serving at 5-1, which is a little bit annoying. Uh, I was hoping for the clean sweep with my serve there, but uh, you know, always things to work on. Uh, more velocity I can that I can get on the serve, so I'm definitely gonna keep working on that. But I mean, that's a really important thing, you know. Even though I don't have like the most pace on my serve uh, by any means, I'm you know I do try to place it well, and luckily, uh, as long as that my partner can volley pretty well. Um, you know, I'm pretty confident with, with my return because um, I do stay back actually quite a bit. I know you doubles purists uh, don't agree on that sort of, <laughs> you know, type of serve and stay back thing, but um, it does work for me pretty well. And so I do do that, but certainly uh, there's times where I do serve and volley. But yeah, so that was a good one. We, you know, I got broken and then they, I think Jose held, but then JB stepped up and served it out. So that was great. So yeah, um, you know, with, with the 9-5 match, it was a little, you know, the level goes up a little bit um, in terms of, you know, the half point uh, especially. But yeah, um, so with that one, you know, I had to employ a couple more tactics of, um, uh, you know, some fake, uh, some fake poaches and... Um, uh, just kind of like anticipating where the ball is, is going to go like quicker because the ball does travel uh, significantly faster, you know, the 9-5 mints and the 9-0 mixed. So, but yeah, luckily I was able to adjust pretty quickly because I had been playing a lot of like pretty high level singles and doubles practices and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the, I hope you enjoyed uh, kind of the recap of of my matches and kind of like interspersing strategy in between. But, you know, I think, you know, again, a couple of the messages are, uh, in doubles, you definitely do need to, uh, try to match up your strengths with your partners as best as possible. Find, uh, what you both, um, are good at and maybe not so good at, and then try to just like mask the, you know, the, um, weaknesses as much as you can and amplify the strengths. And also communication is really key. You know, I remember just trying to talk to my partner quite a bit, especially, um, and I'm referring to mixed here, um, when we got down in our service games, you know, just kind of slow things down, talk about what we wanted to do. And that helped a lot. 
and then uh, just trying to be aggressive at net as well, put more pressure on the opponents, make them try to guess what you're doing. And also, it's good to have a, a good overhead as well. You know, in these doubles matches, you're going to get lobbed quite a bit and you need to be able to put the ball away. So uh, actually, ironically, that's going to be doing an overhead lesson in, in Tampa um, for my good friends, uh, Peter Freeman and Gigi's uh, camp at Innisbrook. So that'll be really fun. But yeah, and, and you know, most importantly, just you really need to mirror your practices uh, according to um, how you play your matches. I actually uh, recorded um, uh, a chat with uh, my friend Mark Sofalis for this upcoming tennis summit, which I will be emailing you about, letting you know about how to join. And it'll be uh, registration will be opening up very soon. But uh, we just talked about, you know, again, the importance of like figuring out, you know, the data in terms of like what strokes are you hitting the most in your matches? Like, how are you, you know, winning most of your points? And then kind of just going back to to your practice and trying to to maximize your practices for that and seeing, you know, what rally lengths are you experiencing the most in matches, which invariably is going to be like the one shot to four shot rallies. And then, you know, structuring your practices accordingly, obviously practicing a lot of serves and returns is super important and, and just not really done. I mean, I think the other day I had to kind of stop myself because I was rallying with a buddy for like 20 minutes or something just in the middle of the court and you know, I had to kind of change it up and do something that was more um, match specific. It's funny too. I am a fan of Tottenham Hotspur uh, Football Club, which is in the English Premier League, top four team at the moment, but undergoing uh, a little bit of a rough time in terms of the coaching situation um, and some other you know rivals doing really well. But I was watching Harry Kane, who is arguably you know, one of the greatest um, strikers of all time. And he was saying that, you know, when he practices one of his moves, like, you know, a, a quick touch and a strike, like he noticed that a lot of other strikers would actually practice it slower, you know, when they were just like, uh, uh, again, in practice. But, you know, he was saying how in a match situation, you have to just like touch and go really quickly, you know, just you know, one touch of the ball and then strike. So he, you know, he tries to practice according to how the match is going to go at like match speed. And so I think that's a really important, you know, uh, metaphor or comparison where you do want to make your matches, your practices similar to your match play as much as possible. And another thing Mark mentioned, you know, not, not trying to spoil his, his uh, summit episode that's upcoming or session, but, you know, he was saying how, um, one of his players was that they were analyzing like his results and found that he was losing, you know, most of the out of the first four games, he was usually losing the majority of those first four games. And then they tweaked his warm up. And one of the things that they noticed was when he was warming up. And of course, you know, everyone does this like in the beginning, you know, to warm yourself up. But, you know, first few minutes, like, you know, the, the, tempo the the pace of the ball is like slower right but he was actually hitting at a slower pace and his intensity was slower than his match play so then when he started the match then he was still in that slow mode so in practice uh so so in his warm up they tweaked 
you know, they tweaked his warm-up by making him, you know, after he, a few minutes, of course, of warming up, that he he practiced with a higher intensity and higher, you know, pace and whatnot. So then they analyzed his results after the tweak, and he was winning the majority of the first four games. So there you go. So that was a really cool nugget that I learned. So, you know, again, just tailoring your practice to matches can't really stress that enough. It's just not being done. Like you look at 80% of people on public tennis courts or even at tennis clubs are rallying in the middle for, you know, 30, 40 minutes. So yeah, hope, uh, hope that nailed it in your skull, <laughs> so to say, uh, about that concept. But yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And if you did, I really would appreciate it very much if you would leave a review for the show. We have well over 100 ratings and reviews, but really every review and rating helps so much to lift the show up the rankings and have it be more visible for everyone. So um, that just helps the community um, a lot by you just leaving a rating uh, and review. And you can do that at tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts with an S at the end. Also, I want to leave you with a quote as I do at the end of every show. This one is by Ruth Gordo. And Ruth said, courage is like a muscle. We strengthen it by use. So yeah, I love that quote for sure. And yeah, like I said, I'll keep you updated on Tennis Summit 2023. We've got, you know, already... Uh, over 30 coaches committed and you know working on their content for the summit and it's going to be fun the seventh year that i've done it which is wicked um really can't believe it and it's been a great experience and people love it so i've been soliciting a lot of thoughts and feedback about what people want to hear on the summit so i'll try to tailor it best to your your all's needs and my needs as well um, because, you know, I'm just like you all, you know, just amateur club level USTA swashbuckling tennis player who really enjoys the game and not really sure why I threw in swashbuckling, but I just thought of pirates, if that's even applicable to pirates. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, you know, I think, um, just by talking about pirates, it's probably time to end the episode. So <laughs> thanks so much for listening. I look forward to you listening to future episodes. Thanks so much and have a great one. Keep improving your tennis game. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.